"'Twas the night before Christmas when all throughout Betty, not a creature was stirring, except April. She was sweaty. <coughs> she hung stockings in the cockpit and tinsel in the halls. If anyone complains, I'm going to kick them in the b- Ace, Ivan, and Hank were asleep in their beds, while visions of triple-breasted barmaids, the Ramones, and slaughtering squirrels danced in their heads. As April spread cheer through the Valdovian ship, she furrowed her brow and chewed on her lip. She toiled away in the wee hours of night, making sure everything looked perfect and right. Neither Ace nor Ivan had never had Christmas. And as for Hank, well, he sure wouldn't miss this. Every deck of the ship was a true sight to see. We're gonna have a nice Christmas, even if it kills me. Guys, I know you've never celebrated Christmas before, but believe me, these decorations are kick-ass! Oh, I believe you, April. I just don't really get what they're all for. Yeah, like, what is with the giant tree in the kitchenette with all the trinkets and lights all over it? Are you serious, Ivan? I thought you of all people would have known what a Christmas tree is. You don't have any Christmas shows in your media stash? Um... Oh, yeah, I do. I have one movie called Die Hard. Yeah, wow, what a great film. Oh, uh, are we going to recreate the taking of hostages at Nakatomi Plaza? Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Hey, is this one of those holidays where you say unusual greetings to each other? Like, yippee-ki-yay, mother... Yeah, yippee-ki-yay, mother... No, we do not say (sighs) yippee-ki-yay. Look... Christmas is a time for friends and family to come together, give each other gifts, and be kind to each other. Help others in need and to celebrate Celebrate? What do we have to celebrate? We're stuck out here in deep space on a long-haul training mission for the Temporal Continuity Bureau. We're going to be out here for another month freezing our butts off. That's just it. This is a team-building mission. We're supposed to be building trust with each other. And Christmas is the perfect time to, you know, have a little fun and, uh, uh... Hank, come on. You've lived your whole life on Earth. Can you help me out a little here, please? Don't look at me. I hate Christmas. What? How do you hate Christmas? Listen, sister. When I was a pup, I was given to a boy for Christmas. And that boy turned out to be a real... (laughs) And? Your point? That's just it. The kid was an... (laughs) He used to tie empty soup cans to my tail and chase me around with a broom. I heard he turned into a serial killer or something. Ugh, you guys are impossible! Um, huh. Yeah, maybe I should do a little research on Christmas. Well, you dudes have fun. 
I'm going to take myself for a walk and then take a little nap. Geez, Hank, you sure sleep a lot. Listen, Dip. I gotta have my beauty rest. It's hard maintaining this perfect basset hound body. Later, Ace and Ivan are sitting in the cockpit of Betty. Ace is drinking a beer and sulking while Ivan is jacked into a computer data port via the cybernetic implant jutting from atop his wrist. Man, I just don't see why we have to sit here adrift in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's like April said, it's a team building exercise. The TCB wants to know if we can hack it together on long haul missions. Yeah, but there's nothing out here. Just empty space and faraway stars and, um, that, uh, red thing headed right for us. What? What red thing? Proximity alert. Unknown anomaly approaching at near light speed. Proximity alert. Impact in two seconds. Oh, Betty! Evasive action! Alert. Direct hit. Unknown energy source is tapping our defense shields. Shields at 80% and falling. Whoa! How the hell did our scanners not see that thing? Ah, I don't know! Shields at 60%. Shields at 40%. Oh man, we gotta shake this thing! No, you can't engage hyperdrives, Ace! The rules of the exercise explicitly state no hyperdrives! I'm getting some really strange readings from that energy field. I'm not sure what jumping into hyperspace would do. Shields at 20%. Are you out of your chimpanzee mind, Ivan? We're gonna get frightened this unless we get out of it. What the hell is going on up there? The whole ship is shaking. Are we crashing or something? April, strap yourself in. We're caught in some sort of energy storm. I'm going to try to get us out of it, but it's gonna be a little bumpy. Betty! Pitch me into Hank's quarters. No reply, Ace. It appears Hank is sleeping. Huh, lucky him. All right, I'm engaging hyperdrives in three, two... Yeah, Ace, I'm really not sure this is a good idea. What? If Ace had listened to Ivan and kept Betty still, that old energy storm would have washed over them like water off a frog's ass. But instead, when Ace engages the hyperdrives and Betty blasts out of there like a bat out of hell, that weird field gets sucked along with them. I don't want to bore you with the technological mumbo-jumbo of it all, all you need to know is that the results of Ace's decision has just gotten them royally screwed. Yeah, Ace! Something's wrong! Betty's systems are being rerouted! What? Yeah! Power is being sucked into the polymorphic interphasic resonance decoupling matrix! And then- Damn it, Ivan! Talk regular! I have no idea what you're saying! Our power is being tapped and redirecting into the fabricators in the cargo bay! What? Can you use your cyber implant to interface with the main computer and stop it? Yeah, 
I'm trying. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Almost got it. Almost got it. Guys, some weird is going on down here. The fabricator just came online and is acting all crazy. Hang on, April. We're almost clear. Almost there. Almost there. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Ivan reboots Betty's dark matter hyperdrive, killing the power fluctuations and knocking them out of hyperspace. Ivan, you did it! Good one, man! Yeah, thanks, But as Ace and Ivan are high-fiving in the cockpit and Hank is snoring in his cabin, April is in the cargo bay watching a seven-foot-tall monster materialize in the fabricator. monster is covered in brown and black fur, has cloven hooves for feet, and the horns of a goat atop its head. Its long pointed tongue lolls out of its fang-filled mouth. What the f***? Naughty, naughty. You are a wicked child and must be punished. Now, Due to Ace's suggestion a few minutes ago, April is currently strapped into a jump seat by a five-point harness. She frantically tries to unbuckle herself as the monster approaches. Come on, come on. The beast looms over April and is so close she can feel its body hate. A putrid scent rolls off its foul fur-covered body and stings her nostrils. Ah! Oh, wickedness smells delicious. Ah. Oh, away with you, beast! Just as the monster is about to chomp down on poor April, a whip cracks and wraps around the creature's neck. A strong tug of the whip sends the monster flying backwards. Oh! and slams it up against the wall of the cargo bud. Then, it collapses in a heap, knocked unconscious. As April sits in her jump seat, a fat man in a red suit holding a whip approaches her. Are you all right, little girl? Yeah, thanks. Santa? Meanwhile, Ace and Ivan are sitting in the cockpit and staring out the front windshield. Instead of the vast darkness of empty space, the view is of a blue and white cloud-covered planet. Huh, we were in hyperspace for like two seconds. How the hell did we wind up in orbit around a planet? Yeah, I don't know. I think it had something to do with that crazy energy storm. I'm trying to get our location from Betty's nav system, but it's having a hard time pinpointing our location. Man, what the sh**? Well, keep at it. Yeah, it's going to take some time for the computers to nail down where we're at. I'm going to go check on April in the cargo bay. While Ace makes his way down to the cargo bay, April is tying up the unconscious, hairy, and smelly creature. 
there! I used some super strong rope to tie that sucker up. He's not going anywhere. Ho, ho, ho! That's delightful! They sure look strong enough. Thank you, April. <laughs> you know my name? But of course I do! I know everyone's name! Ho, ho, ho! So you are Santa Claus! In the flesh, my dear! Ho, ho! Whoa! How? What? How? What? And here you are, my dear. Here is a lump of coal. I know you were frightened back there, but there is no excuse for bad language. Oh, uh, sorry! Uh, Santa, what is that thing? That, my dear, is a creature of unspeakable evil! It has kept me from spreading Christmas cheer in the Eastern European countries for years! See, I reward children of all ages for the good they do and the joy they bring, whereas it sees only the bad. It is... The Krampus! What the heck is a Krampus? Hank! When did you get here? Well, the ship was shaking like a Floridian in a snowstorm. And then I woke up, and I caught scent of something that smells worse than Ace. So I tracked it here. So what the heck is that thing? It is a marauding force of nature, dear child. It only wants to kill, and maim, and destroy! It killed two of my beloved reindeer, Ronnie and Tinsel Nuts! Now I only have eight tiny reindeer instead of ten! Okay, but how are you guys on our ship? Your what? Well, I, I... I don't know! The last thing I remember, I was chasing that muffin fluffer into the shed behind the workshop, and, and, and there was this red flash of light, and... Oh, no! Steve! Steve? Steve! Steve. He's my brother, and he's an insufferable pain in the sleigh seat, and he's a wizard. Oh... He's been working on a teleportation spell. He said it would speed up my delivery on Christmas Eve. That must have been it. I ran into the shed where Steve works on his spells, and we got we got zapped away. Oh, gee gosh golly, what town is this? How far am I from the North Pole? Well, Santa, I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it, okay? We're in outer space. What? Well, well, how long have I been out here? Well, what year do you think it is? Oh, well, it's 1852, of course! Oh, boy! We'll be right back after these fine messages. Hi, folks. Ace Tucker here. You know, when I'm hauling ass through the galaxy and trucking amongst the stars... I really like to rock! Ah, you sure do, Ace! And so do I! Hi, everyone! I'm Ivan Simpanov! Ace and I are here to tell you about a brand new album, sure to get you pumped when you want to rock out! The music of Ace Tucker, Space Trucker! That's right. You've heard the tunes beneath the action. Now hear them the way they were meant to be heard. Just visit musicof.acetuckerspacetrucker.com 
musicof.acetuckerspacetrucker.com. The music of Ace Tucker Space Trucker. And we're back. April, Hank, and Santa Claus are still in the cargo bay. And April just handed that jolly old fatty a nice cup of hot cocoa. Oh, that is so chocolatey and smooth. Yum. Mmm. So, you're telling me I've been gone for 165 years? Yeah. Well, who's been giving the children presents on Christmas? Well, the parents. Parents? What do they know about presents? Whoa. You're preaching to the choir, pal. My point exactly. When I was a pup, some dip broad thought I was cute and gave me to a psychopathic son for Christmas. That kid turned out to be a real... Well, I don't appreciate your language. Here's two lumps of coal for you, young man. But I am sorry to hear that, Hank. Just then, Ace comes into the cargo bay and proceeds to lose his... What the? What is this? Betty! Intruder alert! Trap the strangers in a force field! Acknowledged. Wait, Ace! He's a friend! See, after their run-in with a certain shiny an alien a few months ago, Ace had a custom force field projector installed in the cargo bay. A cylinder of rippling energy falls from the ceiling. Encircling Santa Claus and the still unconscious Krampus in a supercharged, impenetrable jail cell. Ace, what are you doing? What am I doing? What are you doing? Who are these people and why are they on my ship? First of all, your ship? I thought we agreed we were all equal partners in this venture. Remember? We're a team now. And for your information, that is Santa Claus. You gotta let him go. That thing tied up in there is dangerous. Well, all the more reason to contain these people in a force field. Ivan! Yeah, I read you, Ace. Can you safely land us on the planet? Yeah, it has breathable atmosphere and standard gravity. Do it, now. Yeah, you got it, Ace. What the... We aren't even going to talk about this? What is there to talk about? I'm never going to let anything bad happen to my ship or my people again. Oh, so now I'm your people? What the- April, try to stay calm. Don't tell me to stay calm, dude. You're the jerk who's all emo over intruders. I'm telling you, Ace, Santa is a good guy. Listen to her, Ace. I'm a friend, young man. How does he know my name? What is going on here? Well, for one, both me and Ivan just said it like five seconds ago. And for another, he's Santa Claus! As Ace and April argue, Sandy watches and doesn't notice that old Krampus has woken up and just slipped out of his restraints. Yo, Santa Claus, watch out! Krampus springs up and wraps one of his gnarled hands around Santa Claus's neck. Release me, or I will kill the fat man. Holy Language, young lady! Seriously, Chris? Cole? While your life is in danger, you just can't help yourself, can you? What? You just can't help being 
Santa Claus. It's just like Mother said. Krampus pushes Santa away to the edge of their electrified cage. Santa Claus stumbles and composes himself, then looks the creature right in the eye. No, it can't be, Steve. Of course it's me. Who else did you think it was all this time? Steve, what did you do? You don't know what it was like, Chris. You were always the special one. You became Santa Claus. So I became Krampus years ago. How did you not know this, man? I'll tell you why. Because you never pay attention to me. What could you possibly gain from all of this? What do I gain out of this, Chris? I get to see you fail. Santa reaches for his belt and pulls out his whip. Oh, over my red suit. See, Ace, you idiot. You just put Santa Claus in a cage match with Krampus. Santa Claus and Krampus, uh, uh, Steve, I guess, circle around each other ready to fight. Each one egging the other on to make the first move. You were supposed to be teleported away, Chris, alone. If I hadn't tripped, you would have been floating around in space for eternity. Then I would have become Santa Claus. Oh, you spoiled little heathen. Well, I'll show you spoiled. Arrogant! A fireball shoots out of Krampus Steve's hands and flies towards Santa Claus. But the fat man is nimble on his feet and jumps away. Oh! The fireball slams into the force field causing it to bulge out at the point of impact. The force field holds, but a shower of sparks are thrown off and scatter across the cargo bus. Holy, take cover! April, Hank, and Ace take cover behind a stack of cargo containers. What do we do? We gotta get some way to stop them. Uh, I don't think that force field is gonna hold on for too long. Hey, look. Santa is grappling with Steve now. Looks like he can't throw those fireballs with his hands pinned down. Hank, you're a genius. I am? Yeah, of course I am him. Ace runs across the cargo bay and grabs a device from the workbench. Then he runs back to April and Hank. See? This is a portable grappling beam. It freezes everything it grabs so you can move it around better. Once we hit the ground, I can toss them out. Toss them out? Wait! Just then, Ivan lands Betty on the planet's surface. Yeah, touchdown, Ace! Betty! Open the cargo bay door and deactivate the force field. Acknowledged. I'm activating the portable grappling beam now. The force field drops, and Ace's portable grappling beam captures Santa Claus and Steve mid-struggle. They are completely immobilized as Ace walks down the ramp, dragging them onto the planet's surface. 
The terrain is harsh, covered in a foot of snow, and freezing ass cold. Ugh, jeez, Ivan, you could have picked a warmer place to set us down. Yeah, you said to hurry, and this is the warmest place on the planet. Ace, wait, wait, Ace, Ace, dude, you can't just leave them out here. They're gonna kill each other. Well, what do you want to do then? Let's try talking to them. Can you, uh, use that thing to separate them? Um, yeah, uh, hang on. Ace fiddles with the controls. Then the portable grappling beam splits into two, pushing Santa and Krampus about 15 feet apart. Okay, ready? As soon as I kill this beam, they'll be free to move. Do it! There! Ho ho! Come at me, bro! Hold it! Hold it! Hold it! Huh? Why are you two fighting? You're brothers! And it's Christmas! Christmas is a time for putting your differences aside and coming together in the spirit of togetherness and family! Sure, we can argue with friends and family sometimes, and we can disagree, but at Christmas, we're supposed to forget all that nonsense! Huh. Huh. You know, Steve, she's right! Let's, let's just talk this out. What? Really? I, I, I'd like that. I can't remember the last time we just talked to one another. Oh, come here, you big lug. <laughs> As Santa and Krampus hug it out, Ace approaches April with his head hung low. Um, sorry I wasn't listening to you earlier, April. It's okay, Ace. I know how sensitive you can be about intruders. I forgive you. Yeah, but I was being a real... <laughs> Language! Here's a lump of coal for you, young man. Yeah, you keep that up. I'm gonna have to eat you. <laughs> what, really? Well, isn't that sweet? Everything is all friendly once again. Now, you might think this is the end of our little tale, but it sure ain't. Because at that very moment, a giant snow monster comes running out of the snow-covered forest. What the? Run for it! Everyone bolts for Betty. But the squishy, fluffy snow is slowing them down. Just as they're about to make it to Betty, that nasty old snow monster chucks a gigantic snowball over their heads. The snowball hits Betty straight on the ass and completely covers up the entrance to the cargo bay. Holy, we're tripped! Before anyone has time to think, the snow monster pounces and swallows them whole. We'll be right back after these fan messages. 
Oh, Mayan! Oh, Mayan! Did someone say, stay cool? Elvis Presley! Oh, yeah, Mayan! Well, that's right, guys. And if there's one thing I know, it's how to stay cool. Yeah, and you know what else is cool, man? The music of Ace Tucker, Space Trucker! Oh, yeah, yeah. So listen to your old pal, Elvis Presley, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get your copy today. Like now, man. Will do, Mr. Presley. Well, I don't know much, but I do know one thing as sure as Shinola. If Elvis Presley himself told me to do something, I might be inclined to do it. Go to musicof.acetuckerspacetrucker.com and get your copy of The Music of Ace Tucker Space Trucker today. Um, yeah! When we last left Ace April, Santa, and Krampus, they had just been swallowed by a nasty old snow monster. Uh, what? What, what happened? It's so cold. Well, best I can figure a giant snow bastard swallowed us, and we're in its damn stomach now. Oh, language, boy! A lump of coal appears in Santa's hand, and he tosses it over to Ice. But before it reaches him, Krampus reaches out and snatches it. You just don't know when to quit, do you, Chris? We're all about to die in the belly of a giant snow monster, and all you can think about is yourself, can't you? Don't start with me again, Steve. This is all your fault. My fault? How is this my fault? You know what? Forget it. Man, my feet are freezing. Krampus's right hand starts to glow, just like it did when he threw them fireballs in the cargo boy. But this time, it's just a little flame, strong enough to catch the coal on fire. Krampus drops the burning lump of coal, then... Everything around them shakes and rumbles. That old snow monster sure is pissed. Whoa! Krampus, uh, Steve, whatever. Uh, can you throw one of those fireballs at the wall? Um, yeah, I could try. Now it's too cold. All I can do is make this little flame. Huh. Oh, oh, but you can light a coal on fire. Do that again. Uh, I don't have any more. Damn it. Language, boy. There, Santa, toss it to uh, Steve. Oh, okay, Steve, light it on fire and put it against the wall. Yeah. Oh, language. Yeah. Oh, language, boy. See, we can use all the coal to start a big fire. Um, April, help me out over here. You're better at cursing than me. Oh, what the f*** is that supposed to mean, Gibbon? Oh, April Massey, that is terrible. Oh, I see what you mean. Um, f***, turn suckle, mother f***, nuts, sucker, grinder, 
blasted muncher. Well, oh, I never. Yeah, pile it up against the wall. Okay, Steve, light it up. Krampus lights the pile of coal. It immediately catches on fire and starts melting the wall of the snow monster's stomach. In a matter of seconds, the coals burn clean through, creating a big hole, big enough for everyone to jump through. Come on, let's go! Geronimo! Ho, ho, ho! On the ground once again, the gang watches the snow monster run off into the woods and out of sight. And to everyone's delight, Ivan has the entrance to Betty's cargo bay cleaned off. They all run inside, and Betty blasts off into outer space. Well, I have a course laid in for TCBHQ. Yeah, but it's going to take us a few days in hyperspace. <laughs> hey, Steve, that teleportation spell sure did a number on our hyperdrives. Blasted us half across the galaxy. Yeah, I'd sure like to pick your brain about how it works. <laughs> really? Okay, sure, sure, sure. Okay, so it's just a combination of a classic incarnation spell. <laughs> so, Santa... You sure you don't want to go back to Earth? Yes, my dear. Now that I'm out here in outer space, I can feel there are worlds out there that need me more than the Earth does. And if what you say is true, it sounds like my legend is alive and well. In fact, I think it was your Christmas spirit that drew us here, April. From what Steve said, we could have been zapped into oblivion. But that didn't happen. We were drawn here, my dear, and to this wonderfully decorated spaceship you have. Ho, ho, ho! See, Ace? I told you the decorations were kick-ass. Oops! Language! <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! Take the belt, 
everybody, this is James R. Tramantana, creator of Ace Tucker Space Trucker. Just wanted to wish everyone happy holidays and a happy new year. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Ace Tucker Space Trucker Christmas Spectacular. It was a heck of a lot of fun to make. And if you'd like the uncensored version, also comes with all the music that was used in the episode, head on over to acetuckerspacetrucker.com. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff over there. Also, coming in 2018, the second season of Ace Tucker Space Trucker. It's going to blow your socks off. Also coming in 2018 is the Ace Tucker Space Trucker novel. That's right, a novel. It's like listening to a podcast, but for your eyeballs. You can get a uh, preview, the first chapter of the novel at acetuckerspacetrucker.com. Just uh, head on over to the right side of the screen there, and you can put in your email address, and I will send you the first chapter. It's fan friggin' tastic. All right, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye.